0: Good afternoon, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency update. Today is Monday, September the 14th, and my mission as MLA for Cumberland North is to serve you, the people, and to influence public policy for the greater good, to grow our economy and our GDP, to improve our population health, and to work towards us having world-class healthcare services. That is my mission, That is my purpose that I strive to achieve each and every day of the week. Well, it's certainly been an interesting time in politics. Some of you may have heard that former Prime Minister Jean Chrétien's wife, Aline, passed away over the weekend. He called her his Rock of Gibraltar. And when I heard that, I thought of my husband and how he is certainly that in my life. So I'm thinking of the Chrétien family right now during this time of their loss. Today is election day in New Brunswick and I know CFTA 107.9 does have a lot of coverage in New Brunswick so to all of our neighbors and friends in New Brunswick, please make sure you vote today if you have not already done so. Our veterans fought for our freedoms, fought for our democracy. Many lives lost in honor of them please exercise your democratic right to vote for the person that you think will best represent you in the New Brunswick Provincial Legislature. I've been watching with interest every day over in Europe over the last month, the country of Belarus, where President Alexander Lukashenko, has, who's been in power for over 26 years, uh, is being accused of a corrupt election there last month. Opposition leader Svetlana Tikisnevo, can't pronounce her name, apologize, has been in exile in Lithuania following this presidential election after publicly denouncing the results, which handed Lukashenko the victory. And protests have been happening in the country of Belarus every day since the election. They started out as peaceful. And in recent days, uh, it's become a bloodbath. And even other opposition politicians, most recently uh, Maria Kolonoskova, she was thrown in jail after having a bag placed over her head and her life was threatened as they tried to deport her from her own country of Belarus. And I just share this with you because it's happening right now, today, here in in this world, in a country that is not that far away, over in Europe. And it's what can happen when power becomes corrupt and the voices of the people are not listened to. And we must ensure that that never happens here in Canada. We need to make sure we keep democracy intact and, and we need to make sure people like you vote in the people that will best represent you. So we should expect nothing less than a pure, honest government that is made up of people that you elect and that has your best interests at heart. We all have different ideas. We all have different priorities. um, But in a democracy, you elect the people that has your best interests at heart. And then they, with integrity, will debate and discuss policy and legislation to ensure that government makes the best interests of the people they serve. Nothing should ever be done in the best interest of the elected official, but always in the best interest of the people that they serve. So now let's turn to Cumberland North, the area that I represent. Last week uh, was a busy week, and uh, some of the issues, not all of them, but some of the issues that I worked on last week included uh, internet, lack of internet, uh, problems with challenges with access to healthcare services, Immigration, education, those of you know, that NSCC and local public schools were started last week, so there was a few concerns there. Uh, Nova Scotia power, poverty, affordable housing, oyster farming, the Chignecto Isthmus, uh, family doctors, lack of family doctors and lack of access to them and nurse practitioners here. COVID-19 testing access problems there. Um, frustrations and challenges with with access to lab testing at our hospital, medical first responders and our local fire departments, lack of access to personal protective equipment, forestry, adult protection act, nursing recruitment and retention, the need for that workers' compensation board, roadside bush cutting and ditching, lack of uh, and recruitment and lack of psychiatrists. So those are some of the issues that I worked on last week. I worked uh, mostly in my office in Amherst, uh, the, though I did do some traveling to appointments and also did have to be in Halifax Wednesday for my weekly caucus meeting. Interesting, at our caucus meeting on Wednesday, we had a presentation from the Nova Scotia Business Hub and that uh, organization is fostering the bioeconomy or a low-carbon bio-circular economy. And some of you may be listening to that bioeconomy, a low carbon bio circular economy. Say, what does that even mean? Uh, certainly, right now, we're hearing a lot about biodiversity. And the province has been working on the Biodiversity Act. And I believe we need to watch that very closely. Anyone that owns land in this province should be paying very close attention to this this piece of legislation we're expecting it to come before the nova scotia legislature this fall and uh, we do have some local people here working quite actively on on this um, as far as providing feedback and input to government and to myself and my colleague in cumberland south tory Rushton. biodiversity uh, can also be called biological diversity and it refers to the variety of life found in a certain place or on earth the total variety of life on earth or in a certain area a common measure of this variety um, sometimes can be called species richness or as a count of species in an area so when you think of that uh, you're going to think that each area um, is going to have different uh, biological diversity so what we see what would be natural Um, biological diversity in Cumberland County is going to be different than even in Cape Breton or other parts of our country. So anyway, I want to make you aware of that. It's something for us all to be watching closely and make sure we all have input on. Wednesday, I participated in uh, the Cumberland Forestry Advisory Committee, where we continue to work on collectively uh, forestry related issues for the county and for the entire province. This week I'll be traveling to Malagash and Pugwash today for meetings. Tomorrow I'm traveling to Prince Edward Island along with a couple of other local constituents to visit a social enterprise that helps young adults who are recovering from addictions and mental health illness. And in in um, PEI it's called Reach and it's a social enterprise where people who are recovering are able to reintegrate back into the workforce and Myself, along with several several other mothers in our area, really see this as a need for for Amherst and for our area. And we've been working now for several months, actually almost a year now, doing some background work on this. And we're we have a few things in the work. So I'll certainly keep you updated in my weekly updates on this. But traveling to the actual place in PEI to get a a, a first eye view of what they're doing there Wednesday I'll be traveling to Halifax to attend our caucus meeting and have a physician recruitment retention meeting that evening which I'll have to attend via zoom that's for Cumberland County Thursday I'll be traveling back to Cumberland and we'll be back in the office the rest of that day and Friday morning and Friday afternoon I'll be traveling to Fredericton where I'll be having a meeting regarding the Chignecto Isthmus and meeting with the New Brunswick government who are leading that whole project. They're the ones that are in charge of this study of the Shikneko Isthmus relation to the prevention of flooding due to climate change and rising sea levels. I'd like to talk for a few moments today about the pandemic. We continue to have no to have zero positive COVID-19 cases in Cumberland County. I know that someday that is going to change but until that happens let's all just be very thankful and thank you to the great job of you and everyone who continues to practice physical distancing whenever possible of six feet or more, hand washing with soap and water or using hand disinfectant, not touching your eyes, nose or mouth with your hands and continuing to clean surfaces. In Nova Scotia, the government has asked the public to wear masks whenever out in public spaces as well. Please continue to be diligent. Please continue to do all you can with regards to infection control measures. Uh, No one knows at this point when a vaccine will be available. And until then, we all just need to continue with infection control measures to reduce the chance of community spread of COVID-19 if in the event it was to come here to our community. Testing clinics for COVID 19 in Cumberland have not been as, as accessible as they should have been. I did contact the Nova Scotia Health Authority, which is the arm of the government, the Liberal government, that is responsible for management of our healthcare system. I contacted them a few weeks ago as our clinic here in Cumberland has only been open Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's not enough. I've had people sometimes waiting up to eight days to get a test. Meanwhile, they can't go to work. Their children can't go to school. And now that school has opened, we're looking or assuming we're going to see an increase in demand. So I have asked the Nova Scotia health authority to increase, um, the access to COVID-19 testing. And it's very frustrating. On the weekend I saw a video from one of my colleagues who was going through a drive-through COVID-19 test clinic in Dartmouth, and I think that's great for them. But why? Why do we have such a uh, discrepancy in urban and rural services? You know, why is there a drive-through service that literally is accessible the same day for COVID-19 testing in our city, and people are waiting eight days for a COVID-19 test here in Cumberland? It's not, it's not acceptable at all, and I was told a couple of weeks ago that t- testing will be increased. So I'll be watching that very closely. Please call 811 if you have a cough or a fever. And you should be tested for COVID 19 if you do have either of those symptoms or if you have two of these symptoms sore throat, runny nose, headache, or shortness of breath. Also, call 811 if you've been exposed to someone who is known to have had or has COVID-19. On a related important issue that I'm working on right now is the lack of PPE or personal protective equipment for our volunteer medical first responders. And they most are working through our volunteer and fire departments. Emergency Health Services, which is an arm of our Department of Health responsible for 911 and emergency services, so EHS, Emergency Health Services, has not been calling our medical first responders for cardiac arrests and motor vehicle accidents as they would have before the pandemic began. And the reason they're giving is a lack of personal protective equipment. Some firefighters have brought this concern to me as they believe, because they're not allowed to go to uh, these 911 emergency calls, that people are being, that lives are being put at risk. And we know that this problem is exacerbated by the fact that government is not fully staffing our ambulances, and they're being short-staffed paramedics, Uh, and our ambulances sit empty in the EHS garages, or, or they are being staffed, but they're being pulled from Cumberland to Truro or Halifax, that's leaving our residents, it's leaving you without, uh, often without adequate access to 911 service. This is a problem. I'm working on it, been bringing that to the attention of the Minister of Health and the government. Um, but I wasn't aware until about two weeks ago that in fact our volunteer fire departments and fire department firefighters who are medical first responders have not been able to respond to uh, 911 calls sometimes leaving people uh, without um, a timely access to a 911 service. So this is an issue something that I am working on and just wanted to to make you aware of today. I want to mention a few. Birthday greetings to, there's many people celebrating uh, this week. Yesterday, a very special woman named Mary Lewis, she used to work for me at the Amherst Family Health Clinic years ago, an after-hours clinic. Mary celebrated a birthday yesterday, and I wanted to say a special happy belated birthday to Mary. Tomorrow, on Tuesday, Gloria Wilson is celebrating a birthday, as well as my brother, Vincent Forsyth is having a birthday. Vincent is an electrician. Some of you may have met him in that role. And he certainly got the family genetic trait of having a strong work ethic. I'm very proud of Vincent and wishing him a happy birthday tomorrow. Wednesday, Jillian Vansnick and Cecilia Chapel are celebrating birthdays. And happy birthday to them as well as anyone else who may be celebrating a birthday this week. I'd like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one at this time. And especially want to send my sympathies to Jean Surrette. Jean has lost her husband, Richard, otherwise known as Dick Surreette, uh, this past weekend. and it's certainly been a, a challenging time during COVID-19. for many people like Jean, whose loved one has been in long-term care facility and just the restricted access due to COVID-19 is, has been really challenging for families and, and certainly has been hard on that family. And I want to send my sympathies. To Jean and, and let her know that we are certainly thinking of her. Also, Doris Margaret Phage passed away in the last few days and want to send my sympathies to the Phage family and let them know that we are thinking of them at this time. Family of Elizabeth Marie Arsenal, the family of Jesse Lucille Ferdinand, as well as Joyce Picard. So please accept my sympathies and to anyone else who may have lost a loved one at this time. As I close off my weekly constituency update today, I want to just let you know that on the weekend, I joined the National Board of Directors for Equal Voice Canada. And I was already on the Nova Scotia Steering Committee for Equal Voice. And I joined this multi-partisan organization. That means that the membership is made up of people from all of the different political parties, so multi-partisan. And this organization, Equal Voice, works to get women an equal voice in all three levels of government. I believe it's time to make this a priority. To end today, there is an opportunity to for the people of New Brunswick to make that a priority. And here in Cumberland, we are gonna have an opportunity to do that as well. There is a municipal election here in Nova Scotia, scheduled for saturday october the 17th and who knows there may even be a federal election coming up after september 23rd we'll certainly be watching that closely after the throne speech in parliament by prime minister trudeau on september 23rd where the parties will either vote in favor of the throne speech uh, where it's a minority government if there's not enough support by the opposition parties government could fall, or Prime Minister Trudeau could actually, even if he did get the support, he could still go to the Governor General and ask for a federal election. So so we are we do have a municipal election in the works for Saturday, October 17th, and there very well could be a federal election in a couple of weeks after September 23rd. So will women have an equal voice at the decision-making table? When will this happen? I do believe there there should be equal representation, but that will only happen if each one of us encourage and support women, first to even put their name on the ballot. And then once a woman does choose, the same as a man does choose to, to to, to run for public office, they need people to help them campaign. They need financial support they need other support as well helping them develop policy and helping them to campaign and i believe it's time i believe it's time for women to have an equal voice at the table in our communities in our province and in our country and i believe we will have stronger governments when we have an equal voice that's gender balanced that's gender balanced at the government tables all three levels of government Uh, this topic needs more than just lip service it requires action. So to our friends in New Brunswick today, please get out and vote. To everyone else who is listening here in Nova Scotia, please find out who is running for municipal election in your area. Do you live in the town of Amherst? There's three people running for the mayor of Amherst. There's 12 people running for councillors for six spots. Do you live in the county of Cumberland? There are two people running for the mayor of the county of Cumberland and there's several people running throughout the different districts in the county of Cumberland. So remember, it's your community, it's your province, it's your country. Elect someone who will represent you for the ideals that you share for the future. Thank you to CFTA 107.9 and Mr. Ron Bickle for this opportunity to provide you with my weekly MLA constituency update for Cumberland North. Take care of yourself and take care of others.